Welcome back to Grow, the podcast where I look for the practical steps to help you and I excel in business. In today's episode, we will be focusing on branding and marketing and which particular elements we must prioritize for whatever business we're running. I sat down with Hannah Brady, the co-founder of The Brady Creative, to pick her brains about this very matter. Now, what is marketing? Marketing is a tool that has many strands to it. It's the vehicle used to get your message in front of your particular range of people that you're targeting. Many people believe they have an understanding of what marketing is, but it's time to hear what Brady thinks. All I would say is don't Google it because the description of marketing when you Google it is really boring. It says something like it's the promotion of services and it involves market research. And for me, I think marketing today has really moved forward and become a lot more creative. So when I think of marketing, it's essentially storytelling. Mm. So marketers all over the world are trying to sell stories that make people act. So lots of people will associate marketing with a sales trying to get a sales transaction but actually if you think about how you're marketed to today the content that people are putting together is either trying to get you to yes buy something or maybe they want you to subscribe to something maybe they want you to watch a webinar maybe they want you to um, donate or influence and share their content so there are lots of different things that we're trying to do with marketing today but for me for me the simplest way I see marketing is it's it's storytelling that's trying to get people to to take action and do something. Yeah. Marketing essentially is storytelling. Marketers all around the world are trying to sell stories to make people act. Now here's what I think. I believe that marketing has many objectives to it. And in my eyes, it's a straightforward transaction. You must put something out there in order to get a reaction or a response from your consumer, whoever that consumer may be. Now, what is the importance of branding for any business? Your branding, your brand, is the personality of your business. It's the physical expression and representation of your business to the world. But for me, it's the physical representation of those stories. So it's, okay, how are you actually sharing them with the world it's how do they sound what colors are you using in your palette your logo obviously I think a lot of people focus very much on the logo when they think of branding but there's a lot more to it it's um you know how are you how are you engaging with people are you using different mediums are you consistent with how you sound you know it's it's not just how your logo looks it's how you're using all of the physical the physical tools to actually put your stories and your content out there um you know, I, I share quite a lot of content on LinkedIn, but my brand is just very much me being myself. So the whole idea behind my brand is that when people meet me, they either feel like they already know me or yeah. they feel like they're getting the same experience that they get from me on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, the brand inside of things is the, the physical representation yeah. of the stories yeah. that we're telling. Yeah, so like the, the different touch points of, like you said, um, not just your logo, but your personality. Yeah. Um, your website, the, the sort of videos you put out there, yeah. the sort of sounds that leave yeah. um, and represent your business. So that's what... Yeah, your office, is. like yeah. how does your office feel? So for me, when people walk through the door of, of our new office, I want them to think, oh, yeah, this is exactly what mm. I was picturing. Yeah. Um, and we've had that a few times, actually. People have come in and said, 
this is exactly where I, the kind of environment I picked up you all in, which is brilliant. Now, you heard what Hannah said. Branding is the physical representation of your story, of your business story. Your brand is your differentiator. Your brand is your differentiator. Mm. So if you, as an example, if I say, think of, if I say sports brands, mm. the first three that immediately that come to my mind are Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour for me. Okay. They're three brands okay. that are really strong for me, yeah. okay? Yeah. If I said um, music, mm. I immediately think of Spotify, mm. Apple Music, Apple, yeah. Amazon Music, or yeah. whatever it might be. So the reason those three brands come to mind, you can do that with anything. You could say to people, right, think of a, a coffee brand. Starbucks straight away so the reason those brands are coming to my mind so quickly is because they're bewitched. brand bewitched sorry yeah bewitched <laughs> I love you bewitched I actually do um you know it's because those brands are really strong so for me if you were to take let's say they're 10 10 law firms mm. and they all do exactly the same thing they all have exactly the same um services they essentially all have the same qualifications yeah. they are the same businesses really but two of those 10 really stand out because mm. maybe one of them is um being a little bit more informal with their marketing in comparison to yeah. normal lawyers or is using really bright colors yeah. or it's just doing something a little bit different that stands them out yeah. that's because of their brand yeah. um because essentially under the surface those law firms do the same thing yeah. so i think for me it's it's your, it's massively your differentiator now what makes us stand out here at ukbf whenever we go to our events people see the orange logo People see and feel the personality behind that brand. These are the things that differentiate us from other people that may be in the same sphere of business that we are. So here's a thought for you. How can your brand become your differentiator? What are the things people need to consider before they start any marketing activity? Planning and understanding your audience and consumers' behavior is an activity that must not be overlooked because surely you want to know your audience and where they spend most of their time, right? Well, it's got to start with your, your audience mm. first. Um, I think I, people get a bit bored of me saying this, but if you don't know your target audience, you're never going to be able to market to them effectively. Um, and for me, as a marketer and for my team, I always say if you go into a workshop, and you ask the client, you know, who are who is you, your ideal target audience? So who are your ideal um, target clients? And they say everyone. Mm. Then we're all in trouble because mm. we you can't possibly market to everyone. So you really need to understand your your target audience. I think once you've got that, it's about thinking right. What what specifically are those people struggling with that my service or my business or my product can help them with or fix? Mm. Then once you've got who they are and what it is you're going to help them with. You then need to start thinking about right what are they going to be receptive to what kind of tone are they going to be receptive to so how how do i tell them how i can help them what channels do i use what tone do i use um what content do i use so it's for me it's who's your audience what are they struggling with that you can fix you need to be really clear on that and then how are you going to tell them and, and where like what channels are you going to start using yeah i guess another thing that i to that as well is like um what's the main purpose of your activity? What's the main yeah, objective that you're trying to um, achieve, yeah. basically? Because 
if you don't have a main goal, something that you're trying to reach. Yeah, so true. You literally just shoot them yeah. blind. There's a lot of there's a lot um a lot of people sort of see their competition maybe are posting a lot on LinkedIn or they might be doing a podcast. They might have just started a podcast. So immediately you'll see people go, we need to do a podcast. We need to be posting more on LinkedIn. And actually it's really important that you have good foundations where you really know your own brand. You really know what you're trying to stand for and who you're trying to target because that will keep you grounded Mm -hmm. and it will stop you sort of flippantly following what other people are doing. And like you said, sticking to your your main goal because for some businesses, marketing's about, brand exposure for other businesses it's about pure lead generation for other businesses it's about campaign awareness and it might be that they're actually promoting the things so yeah you're completely right you've got to have a clear goal and and main objectives um i think people hear the word objectives sometimes and think oh they think stuffy they think you've just got to had a bit of fun to you know i always say your marketing strategy doesn't actually need to be called a marketing strategy you can call it whatever you want Mm. um because people seem to be a bit repellent to like formalizing things sometimes. But actually, if you haven't got a plan, yeah. that's when it can get chaotic very yeah. quickly. Yeah. You just made a good point there when it comes to when there's no clear objective in what your marketing um, objectives are, when you see, like you said, your competitor mm-hmm. or someone doing something and yeah. you're not doing it at the same pace yeah. or you're not providing the same quality or seeing the same quality, yeah. then like, it can shut you down. It yeah. can limit. It, you've automatically limited yourself yeah. from um, what you think you can actually achieve. Yeah. So it's important to have a clear objective of this is where we're going. This is what we want to do. This is the audience yeah. we want to reach. Just as Hannah said, if you don't know your target audience, you will never be able to market to them effectively. So who is your audience? What are they struggling with that you can fix? How are you going to tell or inform them and where are they? Without understanding your consumer's behavior, there is a high risk that you will be wasting your time and your resource. Even once you gain understanding of where your consumer spends most of their time, there must be testing done. There must be experimenting done. What sort of things are they interacting with the most? Even once you gain that understanding, there's still a process that you must continue to undergo to refine whatever system you've got in place. So it's not an overnight thing and it doesn't just stop there. The journey never stops. You must continue to understand, refine, understand, refine the journey of growth in this particular area. It never stops. So, what platforms should people who are starting their marketing be focusing on? Back to our previous point, understanding your consumer, understanding your audience, knowing where they are, where to find them, this will determine what platform you need to use. But the industry and the service that you provide are also key factors which will determine what you need to focus on. As an example, Instagram Reels and TikTok are great platforms to reach hundreds, thousands, even millions of people organically with a product offering that you may have. It depends on what industry you're in. Are you a service? Are you a product? Are you um, who your demographic is? So a lot of people, a platform that a lot of people lean to or, or turn to quickly when they're... Um, 
business to business is LinkedIn. Mm. So LinkedIn is, um, I'm a bit biased towards LinkedIn. I love it. Um, but that's a really good platform if you're, if you're in the business to business world, because it's, it's the most deemed the most professional social media still, but it is also completely in its golden era still. So LinkedIn is one of those platforms where a bit like now on TikTok, but with very different style content, yeah. you can reach a lot of people organically. You can reach a lot of people without having to put any ad budget behind anything. You can reach thousands of people just by putting a great post out. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people often get surprised by how quickly you can actually gain a lot of traction on something like LinkedIn. So um, LinkedIn is a really solid platform if you're in the B2B world. I think outside of that, it really depends on who your audience is. If your demographic is, you know, slightly younger, um, looking for sort of quick bite-sized pieces of advice, then platforms like TikTok or Instagram on the real side of things really good. Um, I think there's a massive culture with YouTube now as well, you know, podcasting, um, vlogging, that sort of stuff. But I think... To give a general recommendation, you need to you need to nail your audiences first before yeah, you can actually yeah. start um, looking at which channels to yeah, use. That's a great answer. If you're a service provider, for example, a plumber, a lawyer, an accountant, utilizing Facebook ads and YouTube ad rolls are cost-effective routes to get your messaging in front of thousands of people in specific locations to people who are interested in what you have to offer. And the way to ensure that you turn some of these people into warm leads is by ensuring that your product offering and your service offering is enticing enough to get their attention. So, what do you have to sell? Make sure it's enticing enough. What do you want to put in front of people? Make sure it's attractive enough. So how does someone create a brand? Yeah, that is another big question. These are, these are good. I like these. <laughs> um, I'd have loved listening into this if someone else was answering <laughs> the questions. How do you build a brand? So I'm going to, yeah, I'll talk you through sort of what we've done at the Brady Creative because I think that might, that might help. And for me, it's the closest brand to me mm. um, other than my own personal brand. So I think, once you've once you've nailed who your audiences are, what they're struggling with that you can help them with and how you're going to do it, it's really a case of saying, right, how do we want to be perceived? Mm. What do we want to be known for? So, like, as an example, at the Brady Creative, we're trying to be known as um, the leading marketing agency that leads with strategy. So everything's got to be strategic. Um, we're also trying to be perceived as, you know, a really friendly open environment where people can just ask us for advice we give away a lot of advice so I think as a starting point you need to think right how do what do I want to be known for what do I or the, my business what do I want us to be known for um, and then really just start looking at right if I've established that my audience like um, audio content okay I need to start looking at how I could maybe create a podcast or little bite-sized pieces of audio um, then start having a look at Okay, how can I communicate to them maybe in longer form? Do they like blogs? So start actually breaking it down into what specific content I'm going to share with them. Yeah. A really good um, exercise to do if you've never created content before, because essentially all marketing now is, is content marketing. The majority of marketing that we see and do is to create yourself content buckets. Yeah. So essentially, if you know what the pain points are for your audience, you can say, right, I'm going to focus one bucket on 
purely promoting the service we do. The next bucket is going to be about nothing but education, just free advice, free tips, free tools. Then I'm going to have one about me as a marketing professional, maybe. Then I'm going to have one about the team and start actually putting it into pockets of what you're going to put out there. And then it's really a case of just having a go. Mm. And that sounds really like, oh, yeah, great. Thanks, Hannah. Just have a go. But you're never going to know what's you could sit there and go, oh, we'll do it next month forever. Um, you're never going to know what's working until you start having a go. Um, and, you know, your first few pieces of marketing might not do very well. My first few pieces of marketing didn't do very well. Um, but you've just got to have a go and back yourself and start putting some things out into the world and see, see how it lands. Yeah, yeah. well, going to, going to uni, um, studying a course related to marketing – a lot of the stuff that I did was theory based. Yeah, same. So there wasn't a lot of um, whenever the the practical stuff came mm. like, came on board, like literally jumped all over it. But um, one thing I've realised when it comes to this thing called marketing, it's very experiment based. Oh yeah, Massive. because uh, you can throw so many ingredients at something, yeah. but you never know if it tastes good. Yeah, you do it. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, you've got to bake that cake. You've got to bake the cake. You've got to bake that cake and then try it. And then try it. There we go. <laughs> bake the cake and try it. So um, it's all about experimenting yeah. and seeing if it works. Uh, I think um, one thing that we, we do we do quite well at um, UK business forums um, is if we see, if we have a concept, have an idea about something, we're, we're not afraid to to have a double. Yeah, I love that. See how it works. Yeah. If it works, double down, triple down. Yeah. Go all the way. Yeah, yeah. But if it doesn't work, quickly pull it in. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to literally bake the cake. Yeah. Have a taste. Yeah. Give it to others. Bake another one if bake it doesn't work. One. Yeah. <laughs> that actually really works. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> you have to tag us in that. Oh, yeah. Like me and Jacob came up with this really great analogy. For marketing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bake a cake, eat it. It's, it's really, I'm, so I'm, I say I'm reading. It's taking ages because I'm not very, um, persistent when it comes to reading books I'm reading one at the moment called Boring to Brave and it's all about how um, particularly um, B2B businesses could be so much braver with their marketing mm. people tend to go oh no we can't do that that's a bit edgy or that's a bit different and mm. like you said if you're just willing to just put your head just that little bit more above the parapet and just have a go mm. if, it, if it doesn't work people will respect you more for at least having a go yeah I per- that's my personal opinion anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I guess um, just to add to what we're talking about, personality mm. always makes a difference. Yeah. Going back to what we spoke about uh, or what you spoke about with the 10 law firms. Yeah. Um, if all have the same background, probably all went to the same schools, probably all grew up in the same role. Yeah. But the ones who um, have any level of personality yeah. or any inkling of personality, it always makes a difference. Yeah, more because, memorable. Yeah, more memorable. Those are people, those are the ones that people remember. Those are the ones that leave an impression in people's yeah. minds. You're not going to remember this person or that person, but the person yeah. that did something different or the person that tried something, those are the ones that always stick in mind, even if it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it was terrible. It's one of those, I don't think, I don't know if it's like an old um, analogy that people have used or whether it's just that essentially if you try and be liked by everyone mm. or if you try and appeal to everyone and this goes for whether you're trying to promote your personal brand whether you're trying to promote a business a charity whatever it might be if you try and be liked by everyone you'll end up being remembered by nobody mm. like because you'll just you will just blend in you'll just become gray and it sounds really brutal but you have to 
you have to accept that not everyone's going to love what you're doing. Mm. I get absolutely rinsed by my friends for some of the content I put on LinkedIn. I get absolutely hammered, but those people aren't my target audience. Yeah. So I'm like, that's cool. You can keep your opinion in that little box and I'm just going to carry on because I've just had four leads. Yeah. So, yeah. like... You're going to mock me. <laughs> what do you and your business want to be known for? That's the question that Hannah asked. How do you want to be perceived? Now, my thoughts are that your brand is your personality. Your brand is the personality of your business. So understanding your persona will help you formulate your brand. The colors that you use, the fonts that you consider, the images that you decide and end up using. Your brand is your personality and that must be expressed. So what are the common mistakes people make when it comes to their marketing? Something that I've seen and I've been I've definitely been a victim of myself, is that we tend to see what other people are doing and we gravitate towards it. We copy their imagery, we copy the exact hex codes that they're using on Photoshop, we copy where they're, they're positioning their text. Now, this may not go down so well on your end. This may not go down so well for your audience and this may not go down so well for your business. Yeah, um, number one for sure is like, scattergun <laughs> it's just it's a phrase that's used a lot but it's i'll say to people so what are you doing currently and then they'll go right we're doing email marketing we're on twitter facebook linkedin youtube snapchat instagram tiktok everything we're on everything um we're also doing events we've got a podcast coming in and we're and you can see as that oh, and, and you can see she's sorry guys yeah, but you guys are you guys are doing a good job but you can see as they're saying it and then when you delve in and you actually figure out what they are doing with all of those things they're just not even scratching the surface and it's all very much you said earlier you know you've got to have intent behind what you're doing and businesses that just take on too much end up posting just because they've got to post or they end up putting the blog out because we've got to put a blog out it loses its intention it loses its like real meaning and real value so scattergun marketing for sure um i think the second thing is for me is it sort of links from from the scattergun thing is just taking too much on so just not pacing yourself and um, one of the things we do a lot when we go in and look at strategies for businesses is it needs to be realistic mm. but yeah push yourself and do things that you've not done before but just go at it like one piece at a time so that you don't fall over, don't burn yourself out trying to do everything mm. because it needs to be sustainable mm. because the, the, one of the biggest things in marketing now is you've got to be consistent. You've yeah. got to show up consistently. You can't just, you know, be really great for a few months and then disappear. Yeah. It, it just doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I think burning, burning out, doing too much too quickly. Now, understanding your market, understanding your audience Understanding the way your consumer behaves, depending on what channel you're using, will determine the frequency at which you reach them with your messaging or which, with your product offering. So one thing that we must avoid is scattergun marketing. Now this is something that I have been, once again, victim of myself. Once we've got a product, we think it's the greatest thing out there and we wanna get it to as many people as possible every single second of the day. 
But what's going to happen is that once people see things so frequently, they become desensitized to it. So we must pick and choose the exact points that we position ourselves and position your messaging to your audience. But once again, it's down to how they interact and how they behave. Another thing is, do not take too much on because your marketing needs to be consistent and sustainable. You don't want to start something, gain some momentum and then suddenly stop because the momentum that you've built and created will begin to diminish. You want to make sure that once you start and once you put your best foot forward, there is consistency behind everything that you're doing. Also, don't get too blinkered on what your competition are doing. Once again, you begin to lose your identity if you're too focused on others because your audience may not thank you for it and your business definitely will not thank you for it. Um, focusing too much on what your competition are doing, that's a massive one. Um, I, I hear a lot of businesses referencing their competition a lot saying well so and so are doing this and so and so are doing that and you've got to be aware of what your competition are doing but don't get too blinkered by it because you can very quickly lose yourself in the process and when you say yourself I mean like your business you can lose the identity of your business very quickly um they're probably the three the three biggest things that I see um and not also not being willing to actually invest mm. in marketing so we speak to a lot of businesses who don't have a very big resource internally but then are very unwilling to invest in external resource so there's an element where you have got to be willing to to invest in your marketing to move it forward you can't can't do everything for nothing yeah um and i think it's sometimes that really comes down to actually how motivated businesses are to grow and really do it and that's where the crunch point comes it's like well okay are you willing to put an ad budget against that are you willing to invest in your website are you willing to train your team and get their personal brands up and running and um i think yeah the, that sometimes that unwillingness to invest can really hold yeah. people back yeah i think one thing that i'll add to that as well um, just based on the investing side of things is the quality mm. as well yeah like, especially in this day and age where we've got these yeah everybody knows how to press record on their phone yeah um but people tend to fall in love with that rather than investing in if let, let's say you're setting up um you want to start doing um, proper vlogs or putting out daily um quality content mm. for um educational purposes or just 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 to put it on to put it out there um investing in a proper camera yeah investing in um like i said people who know how to do editing well yeah. people that know how to put the graphics together well Investing in those little things makes a massive difference to um, the way people relate to your content. Yeah. Because if, for example, if I'm scrolling on, on the timeline, whatever timeline it may be, mm. probably not TikTok, um, because TikTok, obviously, this is it's made for um, your, your smartphones. But if I'm on LinkedIn, if uh, I'm on, on Facebook or whatever, and my what catches my eye is quality. Yeah, 100%. What catches my eye is quality and colour. Yeah, yeah. Right? So if you're not, if you automatically not tick those boxes, I am most likely not going you to stop. Off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the quality in which you, you bring to the table is mm. very, very important. So people that are not, not, not doing that yeah. is you're shooting yourself in the foot. I think I, I, I do agree. I think that 
we probably, as people who are in marketing and who have studied areas of marketing, we probably have that extra eagle eye, though. Mm. So that there'll be things that we spot where we go, oh, no, yeah. oh, who let that get posted? Or, yeah. you know, we've, we, we're looking at it from the profession. Mm. I think what we do, have, just for anyone who's listening, one thing I would say is quality is absolutely essential, but perfection doesn't exist. So mm. people can go completely the other way yeah. where they'll be so scared of how something looks that they won't post Probably, it. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, it's not, it doesn't look like that person's post and it doesn't look like that brand's post. So they, they just completely clam up and don't do anything. So I would say, like, post out what you can and put your best foot forward because you will gradually learn and you will spot things and you'll see that actually maybe that post has got more interaction or that blog's got more interaction because it was better presented. You will start to learn, um, but don't get too hung up on putting things out that are perfect, particularly if you're trying to share, you know, advice and educational pieces, because actually the value is in the content, like at the actual substance. Um, But you're so right. I do the same. I sort of look at things and go, (laughs) but that's a little bit of probably marketing snobbery from us there. It definitely is. is. So what are the other elements of marketing that people need to be aware of? Now I've got something to tell you and you probably already know this as well. Marketing was born before social media. Marketing was born before I was born. So there are definitely other channels of marketing that you need to consider. Yeah, I think people naturally immediately think of social media when they think of marketing. It is obviously a huge channel, but there's also like lots of different areas within social media. So for me, it's things like um, printed marketing and direct mail is really coming back round because I think we're so we're so bombarded with digital content. And if you think I can't remember the number, but the number of digital assets we consume in a day mm. as people is ridiculous. Yeah. So we become a little bit absent-minded with how we consume when we're looking at devices. So I think if you can find clever ways to get physical print in front of people, like lot you see a lot of brands nowadays like sending a, a coffee bag or a cup of tea with a mug and a little postcard or a brochure saying, you know, have five minutes on us. You know, those kind of clever campaigns can work really well. So like old school digital um direct mail print can work really well i think email marketing is um has become a bit more of a dark art over the years because it's not as simple anymore as just sending like a a monthly newsletter i hate the word newsletter but you know like a monthly update out to people you could do a lot more clever things now with email funnels you can you know put automation into it so that there's a real customer journey for people and they're they're getting the right content when they need it um so i think email marketing has become a lot more um advanced in the last sort of five five years um things like influencer marketing which a lot of people associate with social media but there are other ways you can use influencers in your marketing and again i think it's an area that businesses like b2b organizations don't think about they just think oh influencer marketing is for just consumer products but you can really use influencers for for your for services for, for all sorts of things yeah so influencer marketing is a big one then you've got things like the more like technical side of things so like your seo mm. like is the copy on your website actually ranking highly is it pulling people in is it fitting with search terms and things like that so you've got the more technical side of things um you've got events which are coming back after the pandemic which is great to see and um, really like getting people together then you've got things like this like online digital forums webinars vlogs podcasts yeah. the list is it, it's just endless so um, there's so much you can go at um which is sometimes where it can help having someone outside just come in and steer you a little bit because that's where people can go, okay, right, well, 
I need to do blogs, I need to do this, I need to do this. Whereas actually you need to just, there's lots of options you need to cherry pick yeah. and pick the right ones for your audience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to go at. Yeah. So once again, um, I just mentioned a lot of things right there, but knowing which ones to use is based on your objective. Yeah. And also based on, like you said, audience. And your audience. As Hannah said, there are lots of options, but you need to cherry pick based on your audience. For example, attending events, utilizing networking opportunities. These present great ways to reach people, connect with people directly. Remember back in the day when people used to knock on people's doors? Social media is a tool used to get your product and your brand in front of your target audience. Now, once that person either buys your product or subscribes to your content, the vehicle of email marketing should now begin to drive things. This should be used to keep your audience updated from time to time about what's new and what's fresh on your end. Now, remember, these are people who are now really, really interested because guess what? They've bought from you. They've subscribed to you. That means they're interested. So take them on that journey with you. So what tools would Hannah or would I recommend for someone starting their marketing activity today? So they've got no marketing, no sort of real marketing background. So yeah. Canva is amazing. Oh, yeah. um, for those who don't know what Canva is, I'm assuming most people will, but for those who don't, it's, um, it's an online design tool basically that was um, designed for non designers you've said the word design quite a lot there but it was built for people who aren't graphic designers but it's full of templates it's got really um simple tools in that allow you to design really beautiful content without having to have a graphic design degree or any sort of experience um so canva's really good um tools like mailchimp is really good the free version of mailchimp is great if you want to start um, sending regular emails out to people looking at building some funnels mailchimp's a really good um, starting tool again very easy to use it's very sort of drag and drop um so mailchimp uh, canva grammarly is a tool i absolutely swear by it sounds like a bit of a random one but if you're writing a lot of copy and copy isn't your strength grammarly is a really good plugin for like spell check grammar checking it's brilliant I, I live by it um and i think really get to know your phone like, like you said your phone is such a tool um, and you can create, you can take such beautiful photographs with a phone now, which you, we couldn't have done years ago. So really experiment with your phone. Um, if you're putting any video content out there, there's some really great free captioning tools out there. So we use mixed captions. We actually use the paid for version, but the free version when you're just getting going is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it auto subscribes your, your videos for you. Um, so yeah, those so are just a few off Canva, the top of my head. Canva, MailChimp, Grammarly, what's that? Mixed captions. Mixed captions. Um, anything, what about if somebody's looking to create a website, for example? Any recommendations? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we used, um, we're not a web design agency, but I got a little bit of experience from when I was at ACS myself and Paul did quite a lot of work on the old ACS website, so I got a bit of experience. But I used um, Wix. So our first website, we're currently having a new one developed at the moment, was a Wix site that I think I put together in a couple of days. Um, and it's, it's easy to think, yeah, but you, you do marketing, Hannah. But actually, again, it's very, you can just drag images in, yeah. type the copy, and you can use a template that's ready-made to go, and then yeah. you just put your content in. Yeah. Um, so really simple 
um, tool to just get yourself a starting yeah. a so, starting so website. Like the, the beauty about the generation that we're living now is mm. everything. Well, to me, yeah, it seems that everything is so easy and accessible to use. Yeah, like you just said, you put together a website in a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. Canva literally drag and drop. Yeah, um, Mailchimp. Drag and, drag. drag and drop. So there's literally so many different things, tools that people can use yeah. that makes the journey of, of doing marketing for your company yeah. or helping someone to do marketing. Yeah. It makes it very, very simple. Absolutely. And you've got things like scheduling tools as well. I forget about So you've got like Hootsuite, you've got, um, there's so many of them. Like Hootsuite's the one we use. So um, for people that don't know what a scheduling tool is and for people that don't even know what it's for. Yeah. So Hootsuite and other, other platforms are available. Um, is essentially where you can schedule your social media content. You can schedule other things as well on some of the platforms, but if we just focus on um, social media, you could have created yourself two weeks or a month's worth of content, sit there one afternoon and then schedule the posts to go out on specific days at specific times. And then you can essentially not forget about your content, but you can relax and say, okay, I've got three weeks worth of content that's gone out. Then all you've got to do is monitor it, respond to any comments and you don't have to sort of, work on a day-to-day basis of, of getting things out, you can get a little bit ahead of yourself. Mm. Really helpful when you're first starting and you want to get regular content yeah. out. Yeah. So what should someone do if they don't have the time for their own marketing? Now, like I said before, we should be able to maintain a consistent rhythm with our marketing. Because without that consistent rhythm, the attention, the reputation, the consistency that we've built over time, it will all go away. So that's why it's important to plan ahead so that you know the consistency at what you can commit to. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really good question because this is a lot, this is where a lot of people struggle. I would, as a, as a starting point, look at like how essential, if you haven't got the time, that's either because your business is doing really well mm. or your brand is doing really well, so you're really busy. Um, or you're not planning your time properly. So, and I've been guilty of this. My time planning is not my not my strength. You got here in time today, though. Like got nine, here nine minutes early. I was like, well, what the heck should you do? Um, yeah, like to, like to be um, on time nowadays. Um, but yeah, if you so if you're really busy and your business is doing really well, you need to really think about okay, what role does marketing have in my business? Because if you're so busy that you can't currently cope with the workload or you don't have time to market, you need to think about. How am I going to cope if I start marketing and more business comes in? Mm. That's the first thing I'd be asking myself. If it is a case, if you literally don't have any time, you need to start thinking about, can you pull people in to help you? Mm. Do you have the resources to maybe just start, even with somebody like a VA? Mm. Can a VA help you? A lot of VAs out there have like social media experience. They're used to scheduling content. So maybe look at having someone like that come in and help you. If it's a case of, a VA is a virtual assistant. Virtual assistant, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um, so if it's a case of you're really busy and you really, when you look at it, you're just not planning your time all that well, I would start to block out at least like an hour a week just to think, right, how can I promote the business? How can I look at things? Just, just give yourself an hour a week to start looking at things and start from the beginning and go, right, who's my target audience? Who, what's, what are their pain points? What are they struggling with? How can I help them? And how can I start telling them? Because if you're very overwhelmed with limited time, chances are you haven't even got a plan mm. of how you're going to market. So you need to take that step back first and think about actually what's going to be needed. Yeah. Um, 
that's that's where I would start. I wouldn't sort of I wouldn't sort of rush into posting anything out because the chances are if you're rushing to get content out, you're not going to do the best job. So take take a step back because yeah. if you're busy, things are obviously going fairly well. Mm. Um, so just take that step back to look at the bigger picture would be my first my first piece of advice. And you might need help from external yeah. resources. You must manage your time and plan. You will then be able to know what you're able to do comfortably. And also begin to think about, do I need to outsource some of the work that I'm doing? Do I need to look for someone to help me with my video editing? Do I need to look for someone to help me manage my social media? Do I need to look for someone to help me manage my emails? Once you plan and you manage your time, you'll be able to recognize the things that you can do and the things that you can get someone else to do. Utilizing platforms like Fiverr to get these people, it will save you a lot of time. What is sales? What is marketing? And why most of the time are they merged together? Now, one thing that I know is that nobody would know who you are and nobody will know what you do if it was not for marketing. Um, I was having a conversation with, um, with Richard. Shout out to Richard Osborne. Hey, Richard. Um, having a conversation with him and basically saying that when uh, some companies, they tend to hire someone to do sales and marketing. Yeah, yeah. I think they're different. Yeah. Um, what is sales? What is marketing? Why are they merged together? Mm. It's a really good question. It's, they are, I, as I've gone through my career, I've experienced a lot of, I've been in the marketing team and I've also been in a sales team. Um, as a very bad salesperson um but actually yeah, as of yeah I, yeah absolutely you know from and and i'm probably gonna go a bit around the houses before i get to the answer here but i when i was in those situations where i was right hannah you're in marketing this is the sales team very often you see those two departments at loggerheads a little bit so marketing are trying to get the salespeople to fill in the crm better so that we've got better data or trying to get the salespeople to promote this event because we need people there. Um, the salespeople are then potentially resisting because they're sort of being forced to sell things that maybe they're not massively passionate about. It depends what, what they're selling. So there's this like friction between the two teams. As I've gone through my career and I'm now running my own business and I'm in a role where I am the owner of the, the co-owner of the business, I'm the head of marketing, I'm head of business development, um, I, I wear multiple hats and actually I've, I've become quite a good salesperson because I'm now doing what I love. Mm. So for me, I actually think although they have separate disciplines in areas, sales and marketing are very similar. Marketing is, you know, presenting the stories, putting the, the, the themes of that business out there, putting the, the inspiring content out there to make people act salespeople are doing the same just using different techniques they're on the phone or they're going to meetings they're in emails but they're you know they've got their marketing literature or they've got their marketing content in hand to help them so for me it's about those two disciplines working together because I say to a lot of the clients that we work with now your salespeople in fact all of your people in your business are one of your biggest marketing assets mm -hmm. because they're the ones that are going out to meet people they're going out to actually see your clients see your customers they're actually the people dealing with your end users. 
So if they're presenting themselves in a completely different way to how you're presenting your marketing, there's a problem. Mm. Um, so for me, it's 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 about bringing those two teams together. I think the reason they get sort of split out is because things like marketing actually can generate quite a lot of yeah. business for, for businesses, but maybe doesn't get rewarded in the same way. Yeah. Sales people bring sales in. It's often very commission-based. So there's friction in those areas. But for me, sales and marketing are are closer together than they've ever been. Yeah. Well, they, they, they should be. Yeah. I think, um, once again, just going back to uh, me and Richard speaking about this very um, subject, marketing is the activity that you do to support your sales activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the analogy that he gave is, I think we spoke about this before as well, if, um, if I called you mm-hmm. and said, do you want to buy, um, I'm Jacob from Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to sell you a swimming pool. Yeah. Why? Why I'm selling you a swimming pool? <laughs> I don't know. A Nike swimming. A pool. Nike swimming pool. <laughs> um, but because I said I'm Jacob from Nike, I'm a sell swimming pool. Yeah. You already know who Nike is. You've yeah. already seen or sensed or heard about this Nike. But if I said I am Jacob from um... Wellingborough.com. <laughs> 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 this is actually what okay, yeah. Sorry if that was <laughs> from um from uh, yeah. You've not heard about no, no. Yeah. Right? Well, you've heard about Nike. Yeah. So that's the importance of, of marketing because you've heard marketing makes it easier to sell to mm. somebody. Um because they've heard about it, obviously. Yeah. It's interesting because you, you used the phrase you said um marketing is there to support not in those exact words, but marketing is there as a support for sales. As a marketer, like I find that, re- like I get a bit almost like marketing defensive about that because marketing actually drives sales in a lot of businesses. So marketing is just as much can be just as much of a powerhouse as sales. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you tend to get quite a few frustrated marketers out there that are like, "Hang on a minute, I brought all those leads in with yeah. my great marketing yeah. content. Yes, you've closed the deal, but yeah. the deal wouldn't be there to be yeah. closed I, if it wasn't." Mate, so do you I know, it's you. it's really like I, I think this is the thing with sales. It's I think. I've been in organizations where I've gone from there being a real disconnect between sales and marketing to actually them coming together and there being a real mutual respect because it's about, I'm here to help you sell better. I'm here to make the leads warmer for you. I'm here to make people know who you are when you pick the phone up. Your job then is to close that deal and make sure my hard work's been worth it. We're here to help each other. Um, And I think if businesses can go about bringing their sales and marketing teams together that way, mm-hmm. then you really have got a bit of a powerhouse on your hands because yeah. the two skill sets should really work together. Well, yeah. yeah. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. As Hannah just said, all the people in your business are your biggest marketing assets. One thing that I'll add is that without marketing, how would people know about you? Without marketing, how would people hear about you? Without marketing, how will people see who you are? Marketing is what I believe brings people to the table. For the deal, for the sale to be converted. For that audience member to become a consumer. From that person watching to become a listener and a permanent subscriber. Marketing is the tool to bring them to the table. And because of that, the job of the salesman is made easier to close the deal. Finally, I asked Hannah what her top tips for branding and marketing were. And here's what she had to say. So um, number one, know your audience inside out. Yeah. 
um because if you don't you're gonna you're gonna struggle um number two don't be scared of things not going very well like we talked about it earlier don't be scared of a, a piece of content not performing how you really envisaged it performing like don't let that deter you because I've put a lot of really bad content out into the world in my time, but it hasn't stopped me being successful. I've put a lot of really bad dynamic content out into the world. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so don't be, don't be scared of of failing and don't delete things when they don't go very well, because you need them as a reference point. That's a really important one. Um, And the third one I think could be just be willing to try things that are out of your comfort zone. Um, just just try and be a little bit braver. Every time you do something, just think, right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna push it that little bit more and you'll find you'll find the sweet spot for your audience. Don't don't hold don't hold back too much because um, good things can come from slightly braver content. Yeah, no, that's 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 important. That's important. And it's being brave shows personality yep. as well. Personality sells, like we said, the two out of the, the ten law firms, the two that show a bit of um, personality yeah. are the ones that attract people yeah. to see what they do. So, yeah. yeah. Be a bit braver. Know your audience. Don't be scared of failing. Be willing to try things that put you out of your comfort zone. Good things can come from slightly braver content. Now, in this episode of Grow, we focused on branding and marketing. Your personality through your branding, your ability to explore and find out where your audience are and how best your audience consumes content and consumes material will determine the effectiveness of your marketing. So my top tips, be braver, be bolder, have some persona and I'm not saying you must be loud. I'm not saying you must be the flashiest person in the room. But when people see you, make sure you're memorable. When people hear about you, make sure there's something lingering that they always hook to you and your business. Make yourself memorable. Your persona, your brand goes a long way in marketing you when you're not in the room. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Grow. Like, share, and subscribe. And remember, let's grow together.